live. If you don't know the drill by now, shame on you, because you sure as hell should. We do this on the Brilliantly Dumb Show Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday. I'm Big Game Bob, coming to you through your local airwaves. However you're listening, why you're listening, we're just happy you are listening. I say we're, because it's not only Big Game Bob. We also have our good friend Grace Ibrahim on the ones and twos, behind the glass, coming off a of milestone episode 30. Never an easy thing to do, but we're here, we're geared up, ready to rock, episode 31 of the Brindley Dumb Show. Grace Ibrahim, let's do this dance. Now, what we're going to use for our sports segment this week, DMs have been just piling in left and right, not just for the Ask Bob segment, but I started off my week with a little shrimp cocktail with Saquon Barkley. You want to talk about a, a power way to start your week? Go go share some seafood with Saquon Barkley, the big fella himself. Now, um, met through a mutual friend by the great Kenny Katz. What a name for a manager. Now, not only is Kenny Katz the manager to Saquon Barkley, he is also, believe it or not, a friend of the pot. So, Kenny Katz, we thank you for that. Now, it was, I, I want to say, a Thursday night, and I got the text from Katz. He said, hey, we're in L.A., we're out to dinner, you know, let's hang out a little bit. I was about to box into beef chow mein. I've never disrespected beef chow mein so much the way I did. I got that text, I dropped that phone, I was on my way. Not only do I love Kenny Katz, but I love Saquon Barkley. I think he's one of the most marketable guys in sports. Do you see the size of this guy's legs? He's also like an internet phenomenon. Just from I, I saw him at Penn State the other day, a video of him deadlifting like 400 pounds. Like it was just another day at the office. I try and imagine myself in college just walking up, still just reek of tequila, going and benching 400 pounds and then going to my school cafeteria, just clocking in with my meal swipe after deadlifting a quick 400 pounds. But so I got there, and, you know, I, I always, on my way there, the Uber ride there, I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to say to Saquon Barkley? How do I start this thing off? You know? Like, what, what it, it's got to be on me. You know, you better have something good. So we get there, and he totally threw me off my game. I say hello to Cats, and then I go to say hello to Saquon. Before I could even say anything, he goes, bruh, that Chick-fil-A video you did... Funniest shit I've ever seen. It totally threw me off my game. You know, because I was the one who was supposed to start the conversation. It was on me, not Saquon. So it's kind of like being the host for the Oscars and somebody goes up on stage and speaks before you. Thanks everybody for coming. You know what I mean? It just totally threw me off my game. You know, for me, it was one of the coolest things. But, you know, Saquon Barkley, he's got to be the only male on the planet where it's totally acceptable to just stare at his legs for a good five minutes. I, I Look, I, I'm, I'm going to call a spade a spade. That's what we do. I've never been so fascinated by legs. I mean, this guy is an absolute ox. It, it really is. It, it's just fascinating. But what a nice guy. You kind of forget who you're sitting with because he's just so down to earth. You know, so it's so easy to settle in with the guy. It was just a natural flow. But when dinner's over, you know, everybody's kind of having fun just horsing around. We're at a hotel, so we're sitting by the pool. 
It just so happened that we were Joey Coldcut's work, so he was serving us cuts nose cats. So I, I, I said to him, I said, Saquon, can I just see what it's like to, to try and tackle you? I don't, I'm not going to actually tackle you. I just want to see what it looks like through the eyes, you know, from this perspective in the first person. So I just got in a three-point stance. Now, I wasn't going to do anything with that three-point stance, but I wanted to get on the level as if I was going for a tackle because it's the closest thing I'm ever going to get to the NFL game. It's the closest thing. So Saquon's all for it. So he kind of gets in his running stance. I I had no other way to describe it besides just imagine just walking into the Amazon and, and, and just scoping out the biggest, thickest tree you can imagine. Just go to it and just wrap your arms around it and see if you can make it move. You know, kind of try and shimmy that tree in the Amazon. It was how people tackle this guy is just beyond me. I mean, they, they, they were just, they were absolutely logs. There's, there's no other way to, to describe it. So everybody's talking, kind of horsing around out of nowhere. Okay, we're right by the pool. Saquon just picks me up and throws me over his shoulder like a rag doll and kind of makes the notion that, that he was going to throw me into the pool. So I'm up in the air just over Saquon's shoulder. And it was like a scene from the Titanic. I mean, he's just such a strong guy. He just wrapped me around his arm. I felt like a number two pencil. Imagine just sitting on the, the fingertips of your hand. That pencil's going nowhere. It was just a scene out of the Titanic. Jack and Rose. You know how, like, I, I felt like I was up there in the air for 20 minutes. It had to, He had to have me for 10 seconds. But I shit you not, I felt like I was up there for 20, 25 minutes. I was even calculating to myself, just looking down at the pool. And I'm saying, look, if he actually does go through with putting me in the pool right now, with the grip that he's got on me right now, I think he's got to be going in with me. Solely because I don't think he can loosen the grip in time to hit the pool and release me while staying on ground for him. So it's either me and Saquon going into the pool. Maybe he's bluffing. I don't know. Mathematically, I don't think he can release me without going down, taking a dunk himself. I'm in brand new clothes that I just got from Banana Republic because I had a 50% off coupon. And I'm on Saquon Barkley's shoulder just calculating whether or not I'm about to be dunked in a pool. And then I'm also thinking, look, if he does take me for a splash and just throws me right into the pool, yes, clothes would absolutely be soaking wet. But then I could say, Saquon Barkley pushed me into a pool. So I'll, quite frankly, I'll come into any store in LA just dripping with no shame. Oh, geez, what happened to you, sir? Oh, no big deal. Just got blindside blocked by Saquon Barkley into a pool. Took it on the chin. I'm still standing. No big deal. You know, I could say that with pride. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna separate a shoulder and have to walk around LA just soaking wet, I'm gonna do so by taking a hit from Saquon Barkley. You talk about a good way to go down. But I'm telling you, this guy, I, I can't say enough good things about him. He's the most marketable guy in the world. Think of it. Take it take a look in Kenny Katz's situation, okay? His manager. 
is there a better guy to be a manager of right now? Doesn't say a wrong thing to the media. And it makes me think. I tried to think of like other players that if you could be a manager and rep them today, who would you pick? Because you want somebody who's young. You want longevity. You want a good smile. You know, like somebody you could put in the movies if you have a good 15-year career. They could even just like throw you into the movie. You got the smile, full package. Patrick Mahomes has got to be up there. I mean, the guy does all the right things. From a baseball side, Mike Trout. You're going to be making a shit ton of money. Doesn't say a wrong thing to the media. Just goes with the flow. Credible athlete. You know, and, and then I thought, after looking at this guy's legs, what if what if Saquon Barkley just decided he never wanted to play football? You know, maybe it's not maybe it's just not for him. Maybe he wants to go work at HR Block, help you on your tax returns. Saquon's got a, a passion for tax returns. You know, could you imagine what he would do with those things? Let me tell you, if I'm on a lunch break and I got Saquon Barkley's legs and just athletic ability, walking out with my coworkers, I'm just gonna bust a forty yard scamper down the sidewalk, couple spin moves in the middle, just to show that I got it in the tank. Just so we all know, I could be a top elite running back in the NFL, but I prefer to do taxes. So I kind of thought of other guys and where I see other guys in sports matching up as far as their jobs. Like, for example, what if Marshawn Lynch decided he didn't want to play football? It just didn't work out. I could so see Marshawn Lynch being a tow truck driver. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't expect much personality out of your tow truck driver. They're just there to do their job. You know, you imagine just watching Marshawn Lynch just prance around town, just just towing vehicles. I just, like, I could so see that. I could see Russell Wilson working at, like, a Verizon black-on-black uniform, a guy that you could trust moving your storage from the iPhone 10 to the iPhone 11. You don't have to worry about him ripping you off. He's going to talk to why he thinks you need the new iPhone 11, the benefits it has. That guy's got a good head on his shoulders. I could see Russell Wilson being a Verizon guy. I could see Roger Federer being a dentist. He'd be a good dentist. You don't want much personality out of your dentist. You don't want a guy that's going to be cracking jokes while he's got a utensil inside your mouth. It's just, I could see Roger Federer being a very good dentist. Hiring a very good secretary that has their shit together. Tough to get an appointment with. But just a good, solid dentistry that you'll pass on from generation to generation. So, I mean, just just something to think about here, Grace. But what a powerful way to start the week. Saquon, keep grinding, kid. Kenny Katz, all love, baby. And in the meantime, Miss Grace Ibrahim, let's go ahead and keep episode 31 moving on. Now, now, Grace, the legend of Kenny Katz does not stop with our sports segment here on the Bone the Dumb Show, episode 31. Katz decides to double down after the Saquon night and invite me and Joey Coldcuts to the Staples Center to go to the Laker game. So we, of course, gladly accept about an hour and a half before the game, before tip. And what Katz says to me and Joey Coldcuts, he says, look, guys, your seats are good. Um, mine's a little bit better, so what we'll do is at halftime, we'll switch seats so you can experience my seats. So I go, okay, you know what? Katz has the, the better seats, as he should. He's hosting his tickets. 
we're walking into the stadium. Guys, me and Cold Cuts are almost on the fucking floor. So I'm thinking to myself, how does Cats have better seats? So he tells us he's here. Game starts. We can't find Cats. I look across the baseline. I said, Joseph, Kenny Cats is on the fucking hardwood. He's practically sitting on the Lakers bench. We're in the Staples. Look at Cats. We couldn't believe it. So it took a little while for us to register that we're going to be sitting on the floor. Because when we got in, I'm thinking, how much better could Cats seats be than ours? He's sitting next to Kyle Kuzma. So now we have so much running through our head. Joey Coldcuts, before the game, by the way, played a round of 18 at Trump National. So he's in full-blown golf attire. Cold Cuts walked into the Staples Center looking like Ricky Fowler and just didn't mind. I was fascinated. I could have never done it. Full golf gear, golf shoes. His hat said golf. That was his hat. It wasn't a Nike symbol. The hat said golf. He looked ridiculous. So I said, Cuts, we can't sit on the hardwood with you looking like this. That Those are our seats at halftime. I just want to make that clear to you, Cuts. So we end up switching with cats. We go down to the baseline. And I, I, I didn't know how to react. It, it, it's a very bizarre feeling sitting courtside. Because the game's coming at you so fast. It's unlike anything you've ever seen. I mean, it, it's as good as advertised. It's like going to the YMCA and watching LeBron James play. I mean, he's just right there. You're just right on the side of him. It's it, it, it's a whole nother level. So, you know, you want to take pictures, okay? You want to take videos, but at the same time, you know you're most likely on TV when the Lakers are on offense. So you don't want to be the guy just taking photos and pictures the whole time. That's running through your head. You got to worry about Dwight Howard taking a charge right into your chest. Somebody just knocks you over. Next thing you know, my Budweiser is all over not only me, but Dwight Howard's shorts. There's a lot going through your head. You're so curious who you're next to because everybody is somebody on that baseline besides me and Joey Coldcuts. Jack Nicholson was sitting eight seats down. Oh, hey, Jack. But at the same time, you got to act like you've been there before because if you freak out, they're going to know that it's not really your seat, so you got to keep your composure. So me and Cold Cuts go to take a bathroom break after the third. We're walking down. We think we're following a guy that's going to the bathroom. Big old fella. Had to be six foot six minimum. This asshole just walked into the family room. Me and Cold Cuts thought we were going to the urinal. We end up in the Staples Center Lakers family locker room. And it didn't take us long to realize because everybody's like six foot eight. The wives are, <laughs> let's just say they belong on the baseline, drop-dead gorgeous. There's a big sign that says family room. Me and Colcuts don't know what to do. So Colcuts said, Robbie, you know, you got you to gotta act like you've been here before. You know, keep, keep your cool. I head right to the buffet spread. They had an unbelievable spread. So, you know, we're keeping our cool. Finally, I totally just, all bets are off. When I see that they got crab legs like they do at Yankee Stadium, big old pieces of stone crab, 
king crab, all types of crab. So I'm yelling to Joseph because he's just loading up on the lasagna without even knowing that there's crab legs there. I said, Joseph, Joseph, they got crab legs. They got crab. Everybody's looking at us. And I don't even realize I'm so in the moment. Joe, stone crab, they got crab legs. Joe, you got to see this. You got to see this. So we're totally blowing our cover. I'm going, Joseph, get a picture with me with this crab leg. Look at the size of this fucking thing. This is in the Staples Center. Look at this, Joseph. There's ex-players in there. Lamar Odom just looking at this guy. Who the fuck is this kid taking a picture with the crab leg? So we go back out to the baseline. We're stuffed. All the beer you can imagine. I, I just, just everything. It took me a full quarter to realize I'm sitting next to Ron Artest. If you don't know him by Ron Artest, you know him by Meta World Peace. This guy wreaked havoc on the defensive side of the ball in the NBA. So, you know, again, you gotta act like you've been there before. So I said, hey, Ron, I tell you, it's a little uh, a little more crowded than, than usual here for a Thursday. Look, good, good turnout tonight, even against the Knicks. This is really, yeah, it's good to see. So I just wanted to keep throwing in some lines that just kind of let him know that I've been here before. I started to get a little comfortable. I said, Ron, do you prefer Ron or do you prefer Meta? Or maybe I just call you Peace. Does that work? I was sitting next to Ron Artest. So, you know, I, I just keep throwing in these lines. Meanwhile, me and Cole Cuts are going nuts. We're having the time of our life. Friends who are home watching the game are sending us pictures and videos. Of course we bet the under over on the game. Of course we took the Lakers. It, it was just unlike anything I've ever seen. I even turned to Meta one time. I said, I, Meta, I feel like they used a different meat sauce for the lasagna in the family room tonight. So the game keeps going, and Ron's ready to leave. The Lakers are blowing him out. Cold Cuts is sitting on his sweater. I don't know how the sweater got there. I don't know if we were in the wrong seats, if he had changed seats, but Cold Cuts was sitting on a sweater. Now, I, I had saw throughout the game Cold Cuts sitting on a sweater. I just didn't put two and two together to think that it's somebody else's. I just, I, I just, I didn't think much of it. And if there's a guy's sweater that you don't want to be sitting on, it's probably Meta World Pieces. Don't let the name fool you. You ever see the malice in the palace where he went into the stands and popped about two different people in the face just for talking shit to him? Not a sweater you want to be on. So the game's ending. Lakers are blowing him out. Artest comes over to get a sweater. And he says, hey, man, let me get my sweater. Now, Goldcuts didn't even think to look down to see if he was sitting on a sweater. He just said, I'm not on your sweater. I said, Joe, you're not even going to look. You're just going to trust so much right now that you're not sitting on a sweater. Turns down, next thing you know, yes, it is Ron Artest's sweater. He was not a happy camper. And I don't blame the guy. If you're Joey Kogut, you're not going to even just take a quick gander, give Ron Artest the benefit of the doubt that when he says you're sitting on a sweater, that you are sitting on a sweater. Just an unbelievable start to the week. Bobby Baseline and the Hardwood Boys. I, I won't watch another basketball game unless it's from the Hardwood now. You just you just turn spoiled rotten after sitting on the baseline. Thanks a lot, cats. Anywho, moving on. Well, you know, Grace Ibrahim, sometimes stories just go ahead and write themselves. And that's the case we have here today as BroBible.com has reported that Antonio Brown threw a bag of dicks 
at ex-wife Chelsea Chris. Yes, I said it. A bag of dicks at ex-wife Chelsea Chris. In his latest altercation with the police, they were called to the house around 10 a.m. And the Antonio Brown circus continues. We've spoken about Antonio Brown before, maybe episode 16 or 17 after he was dropped from the Oakland Raiders for not being able to keep his mouth shut. Then he was the lead culprit in Fartgate where he was booking appointments with his doctor and repeatedly farting in his face. That doctor is now still in a lawsuit with Antonio Brown. Gets picked up by the New England Patriots. The Patriots go ahead and drop him. Nobody wants to deal with the circus anymore. And the circus continues this morning at 10 a.m. Where Antonio Brown threw a bag of cocks at his girlfriend. I mean, it's bizarre to say, but I just, I don't know. I don't know what other way to say it. I got to report it. I got to call it like I see it. That's clearly the way the report's written here. I mean, it's a shame. This guy at one time was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He still could be. But he just, he, he can't stop. It's one thing after the next. And, you know, a lot of questions needs to be raised here. Now, maybe I'm not raising the right questions. Maybe I'm not asking the right questions. I hope my questions were different than the ones the police asked this morning. Here's my first question. Where did he get the bag of cocks? Is there a store where you can get a bag of dicks? Was Antonio Brown just in Las Vegas and said to his assistant, hey, go over to that bachelorette party, see if they got any cocks lying around? I mean, look, I'm sorry to be vulgar, but let's call it how we see it. These are some hard-hitting questions I would have for Antonio. I mean, by the way, he's still in a custody battle with this his ex-wife. So mind you, they're still going to court. My question is, could his wife's lawyer... Now use this against Antonio Brown. Does it throw a a monkey wrench into the case now? Will the dicks seal the deal on the miss getting the kids? Seriously. These are questions that need to be asked. Do you imagine her lawyer? I mean, seriously, imagine her lawyer getting up there, Your Honor. At around 10 a.m. this morning, my client had a bag of dicks thrown at her forehead. And Your Honor, these weren't your average dicks. These were big, large wide plastic dicks that were thrown at my client's forehead. Now I want another 50 grand for child support and I want to ensure that Mr. Brown cannot throw any more genitals at my client's face or in her direction. Your Honor, that is all I have. Can you imagine what that court case is like right now? Now nobody was hurt this morning or anything, but I... I, Antonio Brown's out of control. I mean, I'm no doctor, but the guy's got to be like schizophrenic or something. He can't he can't keep his mouth shut. These are the most bizarre stories I I mean I've ever seen. And from the day the Raiders dropped them, it's just been a downward spiral. And the the guy's just showing no signs of slowing down. So his baby mama Chelsea Chris might have just won that entire lawsuit. Now, the doctor who got farted on may not have the better case than Chelsea now has, but he certainly got a good one. Maybe the doctor's back home saying, actually, you know what? I guess a fart to the face isn't that bad. I'll take a fart to the face over a cock to the face.
Again, sorry to be blunt, but what we do here on the Burnley Dump Show, we call a spade a spade. Antonio Brown is an absolute nutcase. However, friend of the pod. Grace Ibrahim, without further ado, moving on. Well, Grace Ibrahim, folks, for better or for worse, we're going to go ahead and bypass the Ask Bob segment here for episode 31 to give you folks the announcement that I promised you weeks back. Thanks for bearing with your boy. Probably jumped the gun a little bit. Please excuse your boy for getting a little bit excited. Had some kinks to work out that we did. Happy to let you know, starting February, I will be working full-time for BroBible.com in relation to Horseneck Media to deliver you folks nothing but content. What does this mean? This means two pods a week. This means live video for the pods. Better sound quality, whole nine yards. And from start to finish, from morning to night, my job is going to be to deliver content and lots of it. And to be quite frank, that's all I want to do. They're going to be sending me out to different golfing tournaments. You all saw the Riviera Open. Out to Vegas for March Madness, possibly. UFC events to cover that. We're looking at Bobby credentials for that. Absolutely stoked. Last day with four seasons. For those of you who are following from way back, I'm an assistant guest services manager over there. Hell of a time over there. Hats off to four seasons. Love you. Always will. But it's just time to rock and roll and really let this thing loose. You know, I always wanted to do hotels. My cousins in the hotel business, that's always what I wanted to do. But I just fell in love with this shit. I mean, I mean, it's all, I, I want to do it all day. And now I finally have the opportunity to do it all day thanks to Bro Bible. And I want to blow this thing through the roof. So folks, from the bottom of my heart, every single person that's been following, every person that's been along for the ride for us, Good news is, the ride's just getting started. Let's keep this train chugging right along, just like we have from day one. And let's bring you some quality content. We'll see you in February, red hot. Until then, we will see you next week, Tuesday after Tuesday. I'm Big Game Bob. That's Grace Ibrahim. Take care now, folks.